If you're the kind of dad who celebrates the 100th of anything by listening to your favorite dad-themed podcast, then this is the podcast that is certainly for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Welcome to season number seven, episode number five, also our 100th episode. We're calling this 100 Bottles of Dad on the Wall. Thank you, listeners, for getting us to our 100th episode. We couldn't have gotten here without you and without Apple technology and, of course, all of our 100 guests over the last three years plus in our seven seasons. But yes, listeners, yes, dads, you're the ones who inspired us to keep this thing going. So how are we going to celebrate our 100th episode and our fifth episode of season seven? By bringing back some old friends. You asked for it. You love when the dad geeks come on. We've done a couple of specials with Neil Tenzer, with Chris Diaz, with John Brooks before, and now we're bringing them back for a very, very special episode, our 100th. We're going to talk about the movie The Batman, as well as some other geeky fare like sci-fi fantasy and superhero streaming offerings from the year 2022, and we can't wait to have them on a little later on. But right now, as Adam D., it is my esteemed pleasure to introduce to you my partner who's been with me from episode one way back in January of 2019. He's a guy who will not fill up his tank for anything higher than $4.29, and I have to imagine that is a very, very difficult price to find. His name is Coach Randy. Coach, hello and congrats on number Adam 100. D, congratulations to you. 100 bottles of dead on the wall. 100, 100 bottles, bottles of dead. If one should fall... What do you call 99 bottles of dad on the wall? It sounds like you had a few bottles of dad already. I'm, I'm feeling nice. I'm feeling nice. We uh, just celebrated our, our spouses, our wives, surprises with a special cake. How about that cake? Wow, good cake. Go good to our cake. social media page. You're going to see a brilliant cake that was designed by Tal, uh, t- Cakes by Tal. I think Tal, that's Tal, Tal Wolf. Tal Wolf. Well, we probably brutalized it, but still, good cake. Good cake. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. That microphone, I didn't know it was edible. No, and then was, our kids started digging into it. They did. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, right, like a rice crispy rice treat. Crispy treat. Yeah. yeah, rice crispy covered treat. with fondant. Yeah. Oh was, man, really this good. this cakes by Tal. Yeah, she we did a. It's very creative. We did a couple shots of bourbon to uh, get us going, and uh, so I'm feeling pretty good. It's hundredth uh, episode, uh, hundred bottles of down the wall. Dad geeks coming in. Adam D. You're my brother from another mother. I'm so proud. We did it, man. And we're, we almost, in addition, almost 100,000 listeners. We're almost at 100,000 listeners, too. That's another thing that we need to celebrate. Yeah. We need just to keep piling it on and overdoing it until we keep reaching newer and newer milestones. But uh, it's amazing. And, you know, we started this little shindig here. We thought, all right, you know, people with the last name Nathan, which is your last name, Chandler, which is my real last name. Yeah. And maybe a few friends. Maybe get 10 the, people. Yes. We thought maybe Essex County, New Jersey, that was going to be the boundary. Next thing you know, we've got listeners in, in Singapore of all places. Yeah, no. We're, we're, you have any cousins you don't know about in Singapore? <laughs> any paternity tests that are could pending? Could be. Could be. I you mean, know. it's actually uh, possible. And uh, the, the kids that I asked this, where do we get the name from? And mm. I, I just, I don't remember, Adam D. I just, how do we come up with this name? Bad it, to the dead. It's, uh, it's a really 
wonderful question. I'm, I do I'm, remember the I'm genesis puzzled. of, you know, what do we want to do with this podcast? Yeah. What should be the subject? Because yeah. it should have a consistent theme. It shouldn't just be Randy no, we, and Adam going back and forth. No, we knew it was going to be dad. We knew it was be dad stuff. You want to do right. dad stuff, but I, 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 for life of me, cannot recall. Yeah, and it's okay that we don't. Maybe it's the stuff of legend. Maybe we should just keep it a mystery. But I do remember us saying, you know, it should be sort of edgy, but mm. edgy that's a little bit ironic. But it should be about dads, and I think we we took a riff on the bad to the bone. Maybe that's what it was. And we said we can't call yeah, it bad, bad to the bone because there's already a song like that. But let's be bad, bad to, the, to dad. the dad, and then we have had, a bone representation in and our then logo. Becky Berman does our bone daddy, and they were here in the den. So I don't know. Three years down, a hundred episodes later, what can I say? Beautiful be, segue talking right. about Becky Berman. So you know we've got our sponsors. We've got Berman Branding, mm-hmm. Becky Berman. Yes. We have Idan Karen representing the Stan K Realty team. What are you telling me, Adam D? What are you telling me? Don't tease, don't tease, don't tease. I'm not going to tease you. I'm going to tell you, we've got another sponsor. We have a third sponsor? We do. A legit sponsor. A legit sponsor that pays money. Pays money. And wants us to speak about them no on the kidding. podcast. Because you know why? We have almost a total of 100,000 listeners in the course of 100 episodes. So now it's getting serious. We're real serious. Now I'm waiting for that Luxembourgian chocolate company to say, you know, Ben to the dad, I want you to uh, promote the bonbons. <laughs> I don't know Lindor. what accent that was. I'm hoping that's a Luxembourg. Lindor right? treats. Lindor. <laughs> if we're so lucky. But no, we've got a, a new sponsor called ZRE Law. Ziegler, Resnick, and Epstein. So this is a law firm with 150 years of combined legal experience. Attorneys serving as zealous advocates, empathetic, knowledgeable, and ready to fight in court for clients and their children. They're a boutique firm with offices in Livingston and Hackensack, New Jersey. They handle complex divorce, post-divorce, custody matters and appeals, as well as preparations for prenuptial and other types of agreements. Attorneys highly skilled in both mediating and arbitrating cases involving all levels of complexity. You want to know more about ZRE Law, please reach out to our friend Robert Epstein, who we are going to have on Bad to the Dad in a future episode. That number is 973-878-4773. That's 978, I'm sorry, 973-878. Be great if I read this first. <laughs> Apologies to ZRE, 973-878-4373. That's 973-878-4373. Or just email Robert, Robert Epstein at Robert at ZRELaw.com. That was quite a mouthful, Adam D. <laughs> Well, I had, a, I had a lot to read. I wanted to do them justice. Yeah, we are doing I, I crapped the bed towards the end, but right. eventually hey, we recovered. We changed the sheets. We keep going. <laughs> I like how you, uh, you gave you, gave us that visual, as you always do, as you always do. Very, very special. And because it's our 100th, we've yeah. sort of opened up the doors, and we have listeners, loyal listeners, mm-hmm. that have reached out, out to us via contact us at badtothedad.com. You know That's the email. If we ask people to email us all the time, and lo and behold, on our 100th episode... Out of the blue, we're getting emails. We just got emails. Well, I mean, what is going on, listeners? Why now? Why not sooner? You can always reach out to us if you have a question for your guests, for your hosts, if you have a show idea, reach out. The email is contact us at badtothedad.com. That's contact us at badtothedad.com. So who is our first so we inquisitor? Have, uh, so, so, and, you know, we talked about this earlier really this week. Canada. All right, Jim out there, Jim from Canada. Well, we are international. Yeah, we are international. Well, Canada, Canada. 
right? Now, Canada's a big country. Is it just yeah. Jim from Canada? Just Jim from Canada. We don't know where in Canada. Don't know where, but let's say uh, Ottawa. We could say it, but is that where he's from? Where else I think I could be from Saskatchewan for all we know. I like Saskatchewan. Jim okay. from Saskatchewan. Jim, we hope you're from Saskatchewan. <laughs> Doubt it. You're probably from Ontario. Because uh, your English is pretty clear, so we're and, and well, go apparently with... the way they write, yes, yeah. it says a happy 100 episodes, right? Uh, Thank you, Jim. Someone who knows what we're doing. Do Coach Randy and Adam D ever have creative differences? Heck yes. no. Heck no. You think so? <laughs> yes, I, I say I'm creative and he's different. <laughs> no, we do we do from time to time. You know, uh, in fact, uh, recently we were talking about some guests. And I proposed a few guests to Coach Randy, and he said, "Nah, I think we're a little bit played out on that kind of guest, you know, that kind of profession. And and that's fine. You know, we have to be unanimous in our selection of guests and content. Would you say it, it was a creative difference? I don't think we've ever had creative difference. You are the talent. Mm-hmm. I'm the show pony. So you're the dancing monkey, and I'm playing the accordion? Is, well, that, is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm the seal with the ball in the nose, right? <laughs> And I'm like, or, 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 but you are the true talent. I am just yeah, here but you to, know what, though? I, this, know, this show I, does not get out. Your, I'm, I'm your epic man. This show does not get out unless you put it all together. Well, I appreciate that, but the creative component is really, Adam D., you are the, you're the comedian, you're the genius, and I learned my role. It's taken me about three years to figure it out. It's taken some time, some feedback from our wonderful listeners. So I what eat. you're saying is you, you've learned? <laughs> like you have I'm nothing else to learn? I'm still learning. I'm kidding. I'm still learning. I've uh, scaled back, but no, I think... Uh, I would say we're pretty much spot on. I think it's healthy every once in a while to challenge. I mean, your, there was that one buddy. time, that one time a couple of years ago, we did the, the thumb war, trying to figure out who was going to uh-huh. write, and I beat you two out of three times, and yeah. you were pretty upset and angry, but it was a thumb war. Well, so. you know, you you were using a fake thumb. Well, I, but my thumb is bigger. It was. It was. Let's not talk about thumb size, right? You had to go there. You had to yeah. go there. But I feel like you were using PEDs to strengthen your thumb. Well, sometimes your thumb was looking a little larger than normal that day. <laughs> well, it was a very special day. A lot of blood flow to the thumb. Yeah. So if we don't have creative differences, we definitely have thumb differences. Thumb differences. And that's an important background of the so, show that our fans need to know about. So that was from Jim. Jim. Uh, ah, here's a guy, Bernard. Bernard. From Fort Worth, Texas. Let me call him Bernie. Maybe he wants to go by Bernard. Bernard. Well, it says he, Bernard, so. So I'm going to call you Bernard because Bernard. you want to be called Bernard. Congrats on 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. Thank All you, right. Bernard. I hope to hear 100 more. Thank you very much. Us too. Do you think you'll ever do a podcast over video like on YouTube? Hmm. hmm. We've talked about that. We have. But I don't. We're very good at talking about yeah, well, this over video. I have a face. For podcasting, personally, mm. I don't think my, my face and you know I'm pretty much in you know hats and sweatshirts. I don't know how it look on a on a YouTube. You know, we keep saying that, but we show our faces on our social media feeds, so people know what we look like. <laughs> so it's not like I we're going to scare anybody. I mean, I guess we probably try. What's the worst that could happen? Nobody watches. Nobody cares. No, we just have to turn the comments off, though. You know? Oh, okay. I don't know. Just you want to hear the push comments? Push here to like or push here to subscribe. Yeah. No, I'd be okay. I'd be okay seeing people who want to waste their time telling us that you know we're not. You suck. I'm okay with that. <laughs> You're better on a podcast because then I'm gonna boomerang back and yeah. say, you know, so what are you doing? Oh, mm-hmm. see, there you go. Yeah, turn the tables. Yeah, turn your tables. All right. So that, that's interesting. I think maybe we could do like a Facebook Live episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could I will think about it. Thank you, Bernard, for the right. uh, suggestion. So we have Jim from Canada, Bernard from Fort Worth. Now we have ah local Paul. On the Jersey Shore. On the Jersey Shore. So he's like right up he's there now. right there on the Jersey watching Shore. Watching high tide come in. Right. Now, of course, for those who aren't from New Jersey, you go down the shore mm-hmm. here. 
You don't go to the beach here in New Jersey. No. You go down the shore. Down the shore. So it's very important to the difference because in California, you go to the beach. Beach. In Mexico, you go to Vamos a la Playa. You go to Mm -hmm. La Playa, right? But Paul on the shore, Jersey Shore. He writes, again, congrats on 100 episodes. I'm so glad people are actually... uh, And he makes it very clear. This question is for both of us. Okay. So not just me, not just you. It's for both of you. So either of us can answer or we can both answer. Yeah. So the question is, what... Was your favorite episode, or who was your favorite guest? Oh, I hate when people ask. See, that. that's the one that love the me question, too. but hate when people ask. That. Yeah, Paul, Paul, man, was it Polly Walnuts? Well, it could be Polly Walnuts, so we better be, we better careful, be careful how careful. we answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, see, I, when I answer that, I, I don't have a favorite guest. Uh, I think it's more memorable. We have a yeah. lot of, you know, I have a hundred. Yeah, there's there's a lot, and there's little bits and pieces from our very first one mm-hmm. uh, to uh, some of visitors. We've had musicians that have been memorable. We've had musicians. We've, We've had, had fathers uh, whose kid yeah. um, had uh, Feig, uh, Greg Feig, Greg Feig, who sat in the hospital and he came on, and then he he went out and raised money and got the snot beat out of him. Well, his his daughter Jolie, yep, had this uh, really serious, uh, almost terminal, right, form of leukemia. Yep. And thank God they found a, a match for her. So right. she's cured and living the life of a, a teenage girl as she should. And we're thankful for that. But yeah, and then to raise money and awareness for this. He got the snot. Re- he, he worked I out. I don't know if he got this, but he, he, ended up, he ended up in the hospital. Well, he got up because of the training. <laughs> yeah, because of the training well, and the fight, the fight yeah. himself. He got put in the hospital. And then uh, it was Haymakers for Hope. Yeah, and it was a right. two episode arc. Because it was so right? amazing story. And then, yeah. uh, of course, Roger Apollon. Which well, was memorable, yeah, totally memorable. Yeah, um, and then we've had uh, your friend Thad. Oh yeah, which uh, the sportscaster from Rochester. We just posted that great thing for Lovely us, guy. for our, our the hundredth from you, his, uh, his studio. We've had, uh, and you're gonna see more of those. Yeah, you're gonna see other friends come um, out of the woodwork. Well, Jonah Kaplan, who has uh, has interviewed. Wow. Uh, both uh, the president, vice president, and what he done the queen yet? I don't know if he's done the queen, but he did. Definitely do Trump, Trump Biden, and Pence. Kamala Harris. Yeah. So, Pence, uh, yep. Uh, he's a local gun good. So we've had uh, yeah. a number Leo of... Leo Liacono. Yes. Uh, Leo the Lionheart, yeah, who was yay close to fighting Mike Tyson. Larry Canada, who... Uh, Derek Canada, yeah. The Derek, from the, Derek, uh, Larry, Harlem, Derek, Harlem, Derek, yep. let him here. Uh, from the Globetrotters, he was cool. Of course, DJ KG from yep. Money by Nature, which is one of my favorites because... That was the music I grew up with. Yeah. And here's a, a kid who grew up in East Orange making music in his backyard. And now he, he lives in Roseland. He's a dad. He's a granddad. And he just came to share his creative and process then, uh, with Jason us. Johnny. Who oh, was yeah. At the time. Another musician. Traveling uh, on the Queen cover. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of memorable ones. Uh, but for me, the most memorable yep. is you, Adam D. Is my time with you. So every episode. Every episode, every Sunday, we come together, we mm-hmm. do our thing. It's kind of like, I'm glad we had this time together oh. just to have a laugh and sing a song. It just seems it's just before we get started, it's time to say goodbye. So long. Oh. Carol Burnett touches your ear. You didn't oh, yeah. watch Carol Burnett? I watched Carol Burnett, yeah. yeah Tim Conway. It. Yeah. So Harvey this, Corman. For me, the most memorable and my most favorite is my time with you. Yeah. So like I said, that's every yeah. every episode. Every episode because yeah. you. Um, Randy, I would recommend, mm-hmm. just for old time's sake, uh-huh. watch the... Watch the <laughs> Thank you, Bernard. Listen to the first season. Okay. Go back. All right. And hear how far we've come. <laughs> uh, we were doing episodes where, like, I was on the road uh-huh. interviewing dads when I was I at know. work. Uh-huh. Um, we didn't have we didn't have Zoom. We didn't have no. I mean, we, we did, but we didn't use that because we, we we did everything here in the den. Uh, and then maybe the couple times you're out there with work and you just interview a dad. Yeah. Um, so we've had uh, we've had quite a run. 
quite a run. A hundred episodes. Um, another crazy week, but you know, it's been all about getting ready for 100. Yeah, and I think maybe we should leave it at that because we've got a lot of interviewing happening, or maybe we didn't call it interviewing, we call it just no, we got, you know, I gotta tell you, round robining with I, our dad geeks. My guess, and I love to talk, right? Oh, yeah. I want to know what the over-under is and how many words I get in in the conversation. What do you think? I think, Coach, our role yeah. with this upcoming program, mm-hmm. this upcoming roundtable about yeah. dad geekdom is yeah. facilitator. All right, so basically, that, that's what I was thinking. You, you are with. welcome to weigh in on the Batman and the all the fans. Those guys are experts. Stuff. Those guys, we, yeah. we went, no, listeners, we, we went and saw the Batman yeah. uh, the other last weekend. So there will be some spoilers. And if you haven't seen it by now, sorry, too bad, too sad. No. Um, <laughs> go see it now. Um, but you sat next to one of the the leaders in the in the realm oh, one of, of the oracles of, of DC universe. Fans, yes, uh, who was able to give you spots, all the different different nuances, idiosyncrasies, little different pieces that no one that doesn't have that kind of experience would just would just would just be like blind. You wouldn't even see it. But you were blessed to sit next to him. The entire what was that like? I like how you went with the word blessed. Yeah, but it was an enriching experience, <laughs> very unique experience. Yes. It was sort of like um, a little bit of mystery science theater three thousand. If you remember that show, I remember that show where the puppets were commentating. Yeah. but also it it was kind of like sitting in a DVD mm-hmm. with the special features on, yes. where it was almost like having the director's commentary. <laughs> the director's cut. And instead, I had Diaz's commentary. Yeah. Of course, we're talking about Chris Diaz, our first ever guest. Yeah. From the Daddy Menace, that was yep, episode number one. So yep, go back and listen to it, and you'll realize again how far we've come. <laughs> and his knowledge of like what graphic novels in the Batman universe inspired certain scenes. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's yeah. like, how does this guy lawyer and still have time for this? And he goes out and he buys all those. Little- he buys all these toys and figures, and you should go to Christia Don Diaz's Instagram post because yeah. you will see. And it's not just action figures. We're talking about statues, works of art. No, apparently you go and you buy different pieces and you put things together and you like make your own little figures. What do they call it? It's like a whole scene. Oh, a whole, the kit bashing? The kit bashing, yeah. yeah. But he like does scene. Like there's like these very intricate looking Joker yeah. statues who yeah. are like, you turn the lights on and there's a Joker waiting for you. It is scary. Yeah, no. The, it is scary. So, stuff. I mean, I, I'm excited for the possibilities of a fight. You know, I just think... Every time we get these guys together, they have strong opinions. Yeah. And I, what are the over or under for the who throws the first punch? I'm just curious. I, I think I got to rile them up. Are you talking about a metaphorical? Meta- metaphor. Punch? I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. no, no. We're, we're all past. Oh, it's going to happen. We're past. It's going to happen because you have to remember, there's so much that came out at the same time. Yeah. Between Marvel, DC, and uh-huh. then you have the Star Wars universe. So much to talk about that's out, and so much to talk about that is coming out in the coming months. And I'm wondering what the group is looking forward to the most. I'm going to be the instigator. I'm going to I hope you would. I'm going to instigate You play to, that role well. Randy. I'm going to I I'm going to go villainish, so to speak, mm. and see if I can't stir the soup and see if I can't mm. get some people Doing to your own Riddler. Th- no, I think I, I think I'm, that's what I think I'm going to go. So the, whatever I share and again, I think I'd be limited, you know, conversation-wise, I'm going to I'm going to poke and prod. I'm going to hit the bee's nest. Poking what I'm going to do. Prodding. Yeah. yeah. Without utensils. Without utensils with Country, my finger. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Hey, go big or go home. It's our 100th episode coming up. The Dad Geeks, Neil Tenzer, Chris Diaz, John Brooks, right here on Bad to the Dad. Stay tuned. Bad to the Dad would now like to thank one of our sponsors. Running your own business is hard. You have customers you need to keep happy. Revenue streams that need to keep flowing. 
and you've got competition. When running a business of any size, it's important to have an image that stands out. Nobody understands that better than Berman Branding. Need a website from scratch or a website reboot? Berman Branding. Looking for a marketing plan for a new product or service? You got to go Berman Branding. How about a new logo? Becky Berman and her talented team designed Bad to the Dad's Bone Daddy logo, featured on our social media accounts and our website. You'll even get marketing research and insights from Berman Branding to help you build the best awareness strategy. Even Coach Randy is a client. Berman Branding. Visit them at Berman Branding on social media or BermanBranding.com. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Our fifth episode of the season, but our 100th episode. We're going to tell you how we're celebrating in just a bit, but got to tell you about social media because we do some of our best work on our social media platforms. At Bad to the Dad is the handle for most of those social media accounts, including Facebook and Instagram. Again, that's at Bad to the Dad. You can also visit us on our website and even download each episode on that website. And that's as easy as badtothedad.com. Again, www.badtothedad.com. If you have a question for your hosts, if you have a question for the guests, if you have a guest idea or a show idea, you can email us. Email still works. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Again, contact us at badtothedad.com. We strongly encourage you to visit us on social media. Check out this cake by Tall Cake Art. Again, at Tall Cake Art. She did a whole 100th episode celebration motif with a microphone that was essentially a Rice Krispie treat covered in fondant. Looked like a mi microphone when it came in. I wasn't sure because it was a little wobbly. Mm -hmm. But man, when my teeth sunk into that Rice Krispie treat. What a special treat. That was golden heaven right there. Right there, bing, bang, bong. Sweet slice of life. Only imagine what she's going to do for the 200th. Mm -hmm. So, Coach... Adam In the D. past, we've had a lot of fun with some of our good friends, the Dad Geeks, where we brought them in for specials, and we've discussed the best and the worst in streaming fantasy, sci-fi, and superhero fare. And we thought, how are we going to celebrate the 100th? Are we going to go out with some sort of bang? Is it just going to be a regular episode, or is it going to be a combination? Doing, I think we're doing a bang, a big bang. We've got one of our very first ever guests. Well, if you're going to talk about our first ever guest, it's really yeah. more Pang ba Pow. Yeah, Pang Pow Bam. Bam. Yeah. And that's sort of a foreshadowing. Yeah. So I tell you what, without further ado, let's introduce our guest, the Dad Geeks, one by one. Here All we right. go. So, the Hogwarts Sorting Hat did not put this guy in Slytherin, nor Ravensclaw, not Hufflepuff, and definitely not Gryffindor. It put this guy in the Delta House of Faber College. Would you please welcome Neil Tenzer? To the program. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you so much. Another, what an appropriate sorting, right? It is <laughs> wonderful. It's an interesting intro for what me. Is I this appreciate a, it. What is this Delta Tau Kai name? Oh, he'd be well. We already had Flounder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know what would what would if we were a fraternity if we were like Bosco. old school what would we call Neil Bosco? Like the chocolate syrup? <laughs> Just Bosco. Oh, you, you why know. not? <laughs> My fraternity name was Rambo, and it's a long story. I won't go into it now. Rambone. <laughs> Rambo. Oh, you know. <laughs> 
Thank you for pulling us into that <laughs> vortex. I always have to. Yes, okay. Good. All right, so that's Neil Tenzer. We're, we're thrilled to have him. Our next guest, he yells up to his family to say, I'm going into my man cave to watch The Walking Dead, when really he's just watching Encanto. We don't talk about John Brooks. No, no. Actually, we do talk about John Brooks, and he is the next guest that we want to introduce here on this 100th Dad Geek special. Hello, John. It's an honor to be here. You're revved up. I am revved up. You cannot wait. I am revved up. I don't know if you're more revved up to talk about the Batman or debate. Our next guest, our next (laughs) guest, who was this close, this close to being cast as Robin in the Batman and Robin reboot, just couldn't get those ham hocks into the tights. He is the OG, our first ever guest from episode one, The Daddy Menace, and that is Chris Diaz. Here for the first and here for the hundredth. Yes. Can't wait. You know, maybe for the 150th and the 200th. Anything's possible. We'd like to get him in here sooner. Get him in here sooner. So, Dad Geeks, certainly we want to talk about The Batman. Uh, About a week ago, the five of us took a little field trip. Great to be back into a movie theater because The Batman is one of those films that you just have to see in a theater where you're just being assaulted by sound, (laughs) right? All five senses, and I want to see even sense of smell. And kids running around. (laughs) Yeah. Kids running around. Just like old times. It was truly a 5D kind of experience. So we'll talk about the Batman in just a bit, but as a little bit of a warm-up act, right? a little bit of a stretching exercise, let's go around the horn and talk a little bit about what you're watching now that isn't the Batman. So what is something on streaming, um, or maybe even something that you're reading in the genre that you want to tell our listeners about and maybe get Sorry, them excited could you to say watch? That again? Siri, Sorry. you are not invited as a guest. <laughs> I actually really... Control my settings. This is a, this is a recent gift. The the Apple uh, the Apple Watch. Still learning how to use. It. I know, and it's like how it has a mind of its own. She crashed the party. Yeah, not not planned whatsoever. So why don't we start? Uh, why don't we start, John, with you? What are you What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you excited about, or or, or not excited about that you just want to get off your chest? What I'm watching right now, and I'm sad to say I can't wait till it's over, is The Walking Dead. I've been there. Really? Since, I've been there since day one. This is season 11, the final season. It's After gone. dragging it out into three parts. Right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> They're dragging it out. I'll be sad to see it go at one point because, again, it's been 11 years. It's been a big commitment. But at this point, it's run its course. It's tired. It's stale, unfortunately. And I have a bad, bad feeling that when it's all said and done, they will not resolve the whole Rick Rhymes situation, which really, wow. really bothers me. It's a shanda. Yes. Uh, but this whole thing with the, the Walking Dead, they had to put it on pause because of COVID. Yes, correct. And so this is the same season they were shooting it is a super during 2020, si- right? It is a supersized final season, broken up into three parts. Part two of three just started, I want to say, a week or two ago. It'll go on break again in April, then come back in the summer, I believe. So wow. they're, they're really dragging this out. Yep. Wow. So yeah. supersized, but no toy surprise in the box. Exactly right. Oof. All right. And yes. are they going to do offshoots of The Walking Dead? They are Dead? doing offshoots of The Walking Dead. They're going to have a series with Daryl and Carol, I believe, that starts at some point. Maybe the fall, I don't know. And then with Maggie and Negan also, which I'm kind of looking forward to because I like Negan a lot on the mm-hmm. show. I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's a great actor. Looking forward to that and see what they do. But I'm sad to say I'm done with the show. I just want it to be over already. All right. I can't wait to hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. The Walking Dead. Well, just the name of that one with that. Uh, with, uh, Isle of the Dead, I think it's called. Uh, it yeah. sounds like a George Romero Yes, exactly right. Thing, you know? And yeah. 
So it's going to be more more popcorn fun than it is yes. kind of following the. It'll be the two of them in in Manhattan of all places. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, uh, we well, that's we need more you know zombies. Yeah, because it hasn't been done before yet. Yeah. Exactly. Well, actually, if you go into Manhattan now, I feel like it's it's a Walking Dead. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely the 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 Walking Reefer. I mean, the the I was there multiple times since Thanksgiving, and it seems like <laughs> everybody is smoking pot. So I don't know if that's a referendum on. You know the the whole zombie genre, yeah. but everybody's token. Yeah, it might as well be at this point. Yeah. All right. So, so thanks for sharing. No problem. All right, so let's see if we can keep the positive vibes going here with Chris <laughs> Diaz. Chris, what are you watching now? Uh, what am I watching that I binged and I'm done with is uh, the Peacemaker on HBO ah, okay. Max. Okay. Um, strongly recommend that one. Uh, it is basically a takeoff from the uh, end of the Suicide Squad, which was the new Suicide Squad that premiered this past summer. Idris Elba. And it, right. And it, it focuses on the character played by John Cena, a really little-known DC character called the Peacemaker. He loves peace so much that he'll kill every man, woman, and child <laughs> to get it. Uh, he is hysterical. The whole cast is Everyone. amazing. Yep. Um, it is funny. It's full of fart and dick jokes. And uh, <laughs> But when you peel away all that and you get into the story, really what you've got is this surprisingly deep arc about fathers and sons, mothers and daughters. Um, friendship. Friendship. Yeah. Racism. Uh, immigration, big hair, '90s rock, totally. If you watch, I do it, want to taste it. Yeah, I taste if it. you watch it for no other reason, watch it for the opening sequence during the credits, where they do a '80s, right? '80s hair band sort of um, choreographed dance. So, the, so the uh, band that sings the opening song uh, is called Wigwam. They're a Norwegian band. Yeah. The, the name of the opening theme is called "Do you Do you Want to Taste It." Um, Wigwam was actually, I believe, the 2005 Norwegian representative in Eurovision. Wow, I just oh. learned that. Yes. <laughs> Dropping tidbits of knowledge that are going to be completely useless post-podcast. <laughs> but I'm regaling, regaling my good friends with this, this sidebar But here's an important thing. Please. Um, every episode, the dance changes just a tiny little bit. Something is different in every single episode. In the opening sequence? In the opening I sequence. Never, I didn't know you that. wouldn't pick it up, other, and I wouldn't have picked it up other than for I um, listened to a uh, podcast where they interviewed uh, James Gunn, and mm-hmm. he's, the, he's the director. And he, um, he said one of the things he wanted to do was he wanted to pay tribute to everyone who came together to make this thing. And so he changed it up just a slight bit hmm. every episode so that people would start to notice if they did or didn't and um, would be looking for it. And then you wouldn't take your eyes off the credits. Hmm. So you'd watch and you'd sort of soak in what's going on and the names of the people who kind of helped put the show together. Wow. So um, that's just a little fun thing you can do as you watch every episode. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Wouldn't have picked that up. And of course, James Gunn, he was the uh, director of the... Guardians of the Galaxy film, so that yeah. was of course a, a Marvel vehicle, and he's you know shifted over to DC and brought a lot of that outrageousness and um, novelty, nostalgia soundtrack to this Peacemaker series and John Cena, just completely over the top. Yeah, right. There's Amazing. no boundaries. Really no, it's it, not. It so much fun. It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, you, you don't. There's not a lot of daylight, I think, between 
the way that this show has no filter and The Boys has no filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you um, like The Boys, yeah, watch you will That's absolutely a bold statement it. right there. It's, oh, it's, it's watch ultra violent. You don't need to it's watch the Suicide Squad. Okay, yeah. I feel like yeah. I have to see that. Yeah, don't. No, you just get in there. John Cena's butt. I mean, if you like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I'm yeah. sold. And now <laughs> you're in. Yeah, he like he'll, he'll play a, a '90s record, right? Right, one of these big hair records, and like dance in the apartment by himself. Okay. Um, no. No real motivation, no you know plot movement, except for the fact that you know we want to see John Cena, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, sort of naked, or some people do. <laughs> and his best friend is an eagle, so yeah, how really can you go wrong? Okay. Yeah. So speaking of eagles and nudity, let's hear from Neil Tennyson. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go off the road a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I binged a movie on, I believe it was pr- a show. I believe it was on Prime. Um, not really in our genre, but a little off. Reacher. Oh, that was mine. Remember in school, he took sorry. Love Reacher. It was fantastic. I honestly, I went through that in a weekend. Fun times. Um, I don't know if you saw the movies with Tom Cruise, but apparently, I boycotted them. I I haven't read the books, but I I know enough to know that the character of Reacher did not fit the resemblance of Tom Cruise, a short guy, you know, who, you know, was a little older. The, the, the Reacher story, the Reacher character was supposed to be a hulking mass of a man. Dude's a who, who's Dude's shredded. And so the guy they got to play him was dead on. And maybe, I guess some people complain he might have been a little young, but he was really perfect. And basically it's about a, a former military police officer, I believe, who kind of just wanders about, you know? Kind of like Kung Fu on steroids, you know? He just wanders about, <laughs> does his own thing. And and in this story, it picks it follows one of the, one of the books, mm-hmm. and he just has to you know I guess deal with, without spoiling it deals with uh, you know what's going on in a small Georgia town, but it was fantastic. It was entertaining. It was violent. It was uh, you know depth of character. It was really enjoyable. And again, for for guys like us who you know we're, we're dads who kind of you know do the dad thing. It's kind of you could jump into a guy's you know life who's totally opposite and live in that for a little bit, and it's really it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, no, Reacher is great. Of course, this series on on Amazon is based off of the novel. You know, Lee Childs is the author. Right, he's actually done a few speaking and signing. And they did they they did sign a season two, so that's good to go. Whatever I heard, the uh, the female actress is not coming back. I have well, it's supposed some, to pick up in a different book, so no, most likely it's going to be all good. new except for So she was a yeah. character in a book called The Killing Floor, which is right. what this series okay. was based on. Was that the first book in the series? It or no? was not, okay. but it was one of the more popular mm-hmm. ones, and it wasn't one of the ones that Tom Cruise defiled in the <laughs> first two Jack Reacher Correct. films. Correct. And followed the book very, very nicely. A lot of character development yep. in spite of the fact that there are a lot of different characters yes. working together. I thought that was that was great. Um, the the one thing that people should you know understand about this character is even though this guy has John Cena like properties, he's gigantic, muscular, has a lot of good one liners. The detective skills mm-hmm. will will blow you away. Extremely intelligent, extremely okay. aware. What's it's... one of the catchphrases, Neil, of the series about details? I don't know. Details don't matter. Know. Details matter. Details matter. Details matter. It also talks about. His relationship with his father, yeah, uh, a lot. It gets into a lot of yeah, background, background, flashbacks, brothers, yep. flashbacks, mm-hmm. everything else. It was a 
Very good call. Yep. You know, I did. Yeah. Uh, your wife got me onto that one. Yeah, yeah, so thank you for bringing up Absolutely. Reacher. Like you yeah. said, it's a little bit outside the realm, but if you like a good story, a good detective yep. story, and a, a great leading man, Reacher is exactly. really really the way to go. Yep. So we could not wait to devour the, the next episode. Great. Coach, you want to toss one in there? Well, I just started Vikings which uh, oh, on Netflix, so I really can't get into it yet. Yep. First episode. All right. You see some boobs, so that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, <you're laughs> right. It has you for at least a second. <laughs> I'm in for at least a second shot. Uh, it's a limited <laughs> criteria for Coach Randy, but it hit the hell right, hit the nail right on the head. We are, we are fairly, fairly First mention of boobs, 25 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a little slow. Wait, I know. I was jumping sooner for that, so I, mean, I was looking for the moment. Yeah. Uh, no, I would just say, you know, to keep in the realm, you know, Boba crap. I mean, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, I think Fett. as a as a group, we were yeah. tantalized by it, but a little disappointed. No, it was, or as I call it, Mandalorian season three. Yes, yeah. very very apt. Yeah. One point yes. three. It was uh, so I'm not even go there. I'm just uh, I'm just bummed about Star Wars. Just, just all all I wanted to see was how he got out of the pit, and right. they showed that, and then I was pretty much after that. It was just, it was, it was almost like I I think it was like an LSD, some kind of quaalude thing. You had to kind of keep going through it. It was really yeah, but I thought like we had uh, something going in that episode where he's taken in by the Tuscan Raiders, right. and of course we called that. Dancing with Tuscan, right. <laughs> the Kevin Costner yeah. film, yeah. right, where he's taken in by the yes, tribe and yes. essentially becomes one of them. Uh, we thought that's probably where the arc was going to go, and then yeah. all of a sudden it took this immediate left turn down an alley we, into Mandalorianville, and right? Grogu and everything. So I just yep. I was like, no, yeah. it's just I was done at that point. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. how, how, anyhow, so. never thought I would say too much, Luke Skywalker. Right, yes. right, right. It was exactly. A, it was like a treatise on how not to be Boba Fett. Right. It was. Yeah. It was really sad. It was all. It was all just one-liners of Yoda, and yeah. you cannot. You cannot go back and you, you can't cover Yoda. You just don't. Yeah. Right. They, they took a fantastic yeah. character from the original and yes. basically killed him. So that's uh, so. I'm, I'm starting to poop on the parade at the end, but no, well, that's right. okay because now there's a pattern here, and you know we'll talk about what we are looking forward to a little later on in the podcast. Yeah. But we got this Obi Wan vehicle coming out. Yeah. We <laughs> hope they don't screw up that one because Obi Wan, like Boba Fett, one of the most beloved mystical yep. characters. Mm -hmm. In the Star Wars, and they canon. had that teaser trailer come yes. out, which, yeah. which the which the toxic Star Wars fandom immediately responded to by putting up a petition, asking them to restructure the um, uh, Inquisitor characters ah. because they don't like the look of them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Did they no. like, did they look the, like the look of Cad Bane? Uh, I I hope so. I, mm. The the there's no more toxic fans than Star Wars fans. And they are not silent. And they, they are not. Yes. No, no. And there are many. Not yes. a shy bunch. Yes. And I think some of them are actually sitting in this room. <laughs> yeah, there are a few. Speaking of which. Very cool. Well, I'll just, you know, drop a couple of quick ones in there. So, Ryan Reynolds seems to be ubiquitous. Uh, he's been doing a lot of, a lot of stuff, but a lot of sci-fi related stuff. So, uh, over the weekend, I finally saw Free Guy. Oh. Uh, so did I. I watched yeah. it this weekend as well. So I thought it was fun. I thought my, my son got more of a kick out of it because there's a lot of cameos from the YouTube video game influ mm -hmm. influencers. Yes. And he was telling me who these people are. But um, I thought it was neat, you know, not to give too, too much away, but we will anyway. It's been it, out for a long enough. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think so. So it's about one of these background characters in a video game, like a Fortnite, uh, who all of a sudden realizes one morning that he wants to be more. And the long story short is it's a game within a, a story, right? Yep. So it's the video game within right. a, a story with some corporate espionage mm -hmm. and intrigue. And 
this Ryan Reynolds character is not being played by anybody, but it was an artificial intelligence character that was planted within the game to sort of became self-aware. Right. Yes, to expose a lot of the corporate nonsense. I'll just say this: it's it stars Ryan Reynolds, but it also stars Taiki Watiti. Yes, and it seems Fantastic. like anytime Taiki Watiti is in anything. There's always a curveball. There's always a lot of personality. Mm -hmm. uh, he plays essentially the owner right. of the video game company, and he's and he's weird and he's nonconformist and outlandish. And yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun. I and mean, you know you're rooting for this what should be an obscure, you know, character, mm -hmm. some, someone in the background, and he mm -hmm. takes over. So that was one of the Ryan Reynolds shows I saw. And then what also came out is the Adam Project, which was co-written by uh, actually a friend of mine named Jonathan Tropper, who is actually the showrunner for C on Apple TV with Jason Momoa. Also yes, has right. a Viking yep. sort of mm -hmm. dunish kind Theme. of kind of thing yeah. to it. Uh, very prolific writer. Um, wrote a book called This Is Where I Leave You, which became a movie with uh, Bateman, Jason yeah. Bateman, and a whole bunch of other folks. Um, there's a mixed reaction on the internet sphere uh, about that show because they feel like it's basically a hodgepodge of all of you know the great uh the great sci-fi series uh but it's a time travel show and about uh this guy who in 2050 goes back in time uh meets up with his younger self and has to partner with his younger self to basically destroy tr time travel because it's effing up everything and it's really quite dangerous as you can probably imagine um without getting too much into the weeds this is a podcast about dads about uh, you know, dads and their kids, there is actually a father-son element to the show, which becomes very, very prevalent, especially towards the end. And, you know, I think you might even get a little weepy. There's, uh, there's one scene where there's a baseball catch going on. With him and his younger self. Like little Field of Dreams-ish? Younger self the same thing. And maybe his other self, right, which, right. you know, gets, gets a little complicated. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so... Check it out. Um, try to stay off the. I was going to say the chat room. Nobody's chat rooming, but you know, try to try to stay off the. That's, that's not a saying. Yeah. That's not a saying. Yeah. There are people like bitching and moaning about stuff these days. You got Yelp. The interwebs. The yeah. inter. Interwebs. The, the interwebs. The interwebsphere. Yes. Yeah, so stay good. off that. Just watch the show. Make up your own mind and see what you think. But while time travel and the science fiction elements are certainly the stage. And in the end, it's really about relationships. So, the where Adam can Project, these shows be found? Adam Project is on Netflix, okay. and Free Guy I think is on HBO Max. Max, also, I believe so. Yeah, HBO Max. And then, of course, Chris, after watching The Batman, you had turned me on to some of the more um, the more coarse, the more uh, <laughs> violent Batman. Um, these are Batman graphic novels that got turned into animated shows, right. like The Long yeah. Halloween Part 1 and 2. Yes. Uh, intense, don't watch them with the kids, no. but uh, they're extremely well done. Uh, hard to hear an animated Batman not in the voice of Kevin Conroy, right. who's been doing it since the early 90s, right. but you know, follows the, the comic book arcs really, really well. Yeah, DC does animation fantastically. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, for what they lack sometimes in movies, they make up for it in, in, in the animated films. Mm -hmm. And you cannot go wrong with the um, with the Dark Knight parts one and two that are also on HBO Max. That's mm -hmm. um, the, um, the Grant Morrison, yep. right? Yep. Um, and, uh, I mean, there are college courses taught on that graphic novel. At Ivy League schools, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 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 groundbreaking. It's one, like, 
literature awards, uh, and the it's one of the few um, animated. He's so excited! Look at him. I know. It's a legacy. I'm just noticing him. He's like, no. oh, another part. Of it's it. it. it's one of my favorites, and it's uh, well, if he it, needs a Batman comic or a Nicorette. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'll take both things. It's uh, but it's one of the few that's almost entirely faithful. So uh, totally recommend that. Love yeah, it. love it. One animated series that I'm looking forward to coming back is the X Men animated series that they're bringing back the one from the 90s yeah, okay. when our you know our college days and it's actually much. called like circa 97 or something yeah. and it's supposed to awesome. pick up right where the last one left off and i was locked into that series yeah. back in the early 90s all right well store that one in your man bag because yep. we'll talk about that a little later on so now let's talk a little bit about the batman and i know that the five of us were doing a lot of research about this film before it came out not so much about pattinson not so much about the plot but what time was the optimal time in the film to go to the bathroom? <laughs> you know, we're men of a certain did. age. You had a plan ahead. Yeah, this yeah, whole plan. I don't like, know where you're going with that. <laughs> we're not, we're not drinking anything after six o'clock. Right. Just exactly. sit in your seat. You said research. I'm like, I did absolutely no research, but the bathroom thing I did. We, we did. We did. We, and we found the spot. There was the a optimal. cemetery scene. Ninety yes. minutes in, they said, if you really have to go, go make it quick and then come back because the movie does move along quite a bit. So let's go around, Rob. Let's first talk about the leading man, and that is Robert Pattinson, because I know when it was first announced that he was going to be Bruce Wayne slash Batman, we all had this sort of meh kind of reaction, especially you, John Brooks. I'll allow you to take the lead. All right. As in probably every iteration of Batman, I've had questions going in about who they cast, whether it's the hero, the villain. I heard Robert Pattinson. I pictured a guy who hasn't showered in about two years um, <laughs> with, with, with a shirt off, and I just, you know... That's what I pictured, but he did. A, I thought he did a great job. I thought he did a great job. Dark, brooding, quiet. He was great. He was great, and the movie itself was better than I expected it would be. And it's one of the few movies close to three hours that I didn't look at my watch once, mm. at all. Nice. I really enjoyed it. Didn't think about the bathroom once. I thought it was a great story. It was a great story in the sense that it wasn't didn't have to be a superhero movie. It could have been a detective story, mm -hmm. mm. where just a trying to find a serial killer and track him down and, and see what the clues were. But it worked very well. Yeah. It was a very dark take on the Riddler, which was which was excellent. And the movie worked. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, looking, I'm hoping there's a sequel. And I think they did sign up for a couple more The Batman films, it's right? It's all set up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Chris, um, you know, we were talking about, like, The Long Halloween, The Dark Knight 1 and 2. Right. So, you know, you're the aficionado. This is my bailiwick. You brought, you brought this is my area. area. You brought notes. This is where I live. Yeah, yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. Notes. I brought journal. out my, my journal. I think he's got, got like 16 pages worth yeah. of notes. Yeah, but, yeah. but as a Batman, as a Batman purist, oh, wow, yeah. look at that. I'm, I'm, I'm not that's kidding. Like, those I like, went home, this is like the Riddler's notes. I was going to say, this is like Riddler-style quality scribbling. And this is in the Star Wars journal. It's in the Star Wars journal. Yeah, I don't have a Batman journal, unfortunately. Well, no one will steal it because they think it's a Star Wars journal. I think Ahead, all part of the plan. Chris, um, you've seen a lot of Batman yeah. in in the movies. You know, of course, there's Adam West in the series, TV series. Val Kilmer, George Clooney, um, Michael Keaton, uh, Christian of course, Bale. Christian Bale. Bale. Right. Big what ben. were your thoughts on on this yeah, cast? I look. I, I was ben just a, yeah. I mean, I was just as skeptical as anyone when they uh, when they announced him. Uh, I thought he did a very good job. I mean, if we get back to what we were saying before about the animated films mm -hmm. and the graphic novels, um, if you've ever seen Batman Year One, um, which is a uh, just sort of a take on 
Batman's first year and how he comes to know Selina Kyle and Catwoman and him sort of getting his bearings as a Batman. He reminded me very much of how that Batman was portrayed in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked him better as Batman than I did as Bruce Wayne. Okay, um, and I feel like once the suit was on, he had this you know air of confidence about him. He was uh, he he embodied the the uh, hero in his younger in his younger days in his mm-hmm. beginning days. But I think, and I don't know if this was done by design. I'm hoping it was. It's almost as though this iteration of Batman is so new to this that he doesn't understand that Bruce Wayne is the mask mm-hmm. and that Batman is the character, mm-hmm. right? So Bruce Wayne is supposed to be this, you know, flamboyant playboy, this kind of guy who's just devil may care, leads that kind of lifestyle. And so that you'd never think that he's the kind of guy who's dressing up as a bat and brooding while mm. sitting on gargoyles, right? Yeah. Um, but when you look at this Bruce Wayne, that's exactly who you'd expect. They could be up there together, you know? Mm. He's He was just very dark, very brooding, very reclusive. And um, I don't know if that was by design. I assume it was mm-hmm. so that as the story progresses, maybe he learns to become a more faithful Bruce Wayne, the kind of person who will throw you off the trail uh, and who is who is the mask. Uh, but but overall, I, I, I liked him. I thought he did a I thought he did a really mm. good job. Uh, and, you know, I, I like that he embodied the detective side of the story. Yeah. That By the was, way, this is everything that Chris Diaz was whispering in my ear as yeah, he was yeah, sitting yeah. next to me. It was yeah. like listening yeah. to the director's cut. <laughs> And, but having a super fan right next to me. Yeah, we were right talking about me. that. I think, wow, what is he saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he keeps leaning into you like that. Leaning into you. Immense knowledge and background. It was like it's, liner notes, if it's you will. Too, it's too dark to take notes in there, so I had to yeah. just you know, project and, and it onto you. And you didn't have your phone light. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so interesting take. Neil, uh, how about yourself? You were so, okay with the casting? I was, for the most part, yes. So when if I go back a bit, when you know I heard the Batman was coming out, First thing I said was another iteration of Batman because, mm. yes, he's an iconic character, but my God, how many different movie takes can you do on the guy? Mm. Everybody basically understands the story with his, how he was, you know, became, you know, with his parents and who his enemies are and that sort of story. So I, I, I was skeptical going in. I just didn't want to see that same type of story, but... Again, and you, and you bring in the guy from Twilight to play him. Which, again, he's a good actor, but, you know, I don't think... I know I was hoping John wear his right. Team Edward shirt, but he did not. <laughs> um, I, uh, I was... the wash, unlike him. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, so I'm, I'm, my favorite movie is The Crow. Brandon Lee. Oh, yeah. Dark, you know, gothic type of feel. This movie this speaks represented to you. Yeah. it oh, a yeah. lot. And I, I appreciated the story. I appreciated the fact that they, they brought in the younger version of the Batman. Mm-hmm. So, again, he's in his probably early 20s, you would say. And uh, the whole Batcave, it wasn't his mansion. It felt like it was part of like a, the su- under the subway mm-hmm. or something like that. And, uh, again, l- like Chris was saying, you know, he felt very uh, unsure of himself as Bruce Wayne, uh, more confident as the Batman. 
uh, he played it well. Uh, I appreciated the fact that he wasn't all about the money when he was Bruce Wayne. He was more the detective, hmm. you know, trying to uh, almost help the Batman character uh, when he was in that position. So the whole thing played out well. Uh, uh, the supporting characters, uh, the Catwoman, Selena Kyle, was done mm -hmm. very well. Um, well. The Gordon character is one of the best ones. Yes. And he's not commissioner yet, right? Yes. Right, he's right. The, the detective, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. And right. their relationship was mm -hmm. strong. That was really his mm -hmm. only friend other than Alfred. Right. So, you know. First he, time they cast a black Gordon. Yes. 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 Batman yeah. 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 Too. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And you're right on the money there. The. Um, the relationship of two of them. I mean, that's one of the foundations of Batman is, yep. is that trust, right? So you see that uh, almost immediately. I mean, Gordon is willing to put his career on the line, mm -hmm. you yep. know, because he believes in him so much. Right. And, yeah. and you see the way the rest of the uh, Gotham government is not trustworthy. It's right. that's, you know, almost right. Riddler's motivation. Yeah. And I don't care. It gets to the matter for spoiling everything. But, uh, it, no, we it, promise spoilers. Yes, so that's okay. Yes, if it watch it by now, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're an opening weekend right. kind of thing. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And these weren't over-the-top superhero characters. These were like real, real mobsters, right, right. real mm -hmm. gangsters, yes. real, real, you know, real right. victims of crime. The Penguin looked like Al Capone. Right. Formed, <laughs> right. Colin right. right. Farrell. Wow. Wow. Nobody, nobody yeah, yeah, did that. I hope, I hope an Oscar is won for costuming and makeup yeah. because there's no sign of him in there. There's no sign of him in there. I kept looking for him. Right. Not even the voice. None of his eyes. Nothing. Yeah. That was really a. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And this Falcone syndicate. This this goes back. Yeah. Years and years, right, Chris? Yeah, it really does. And that this is one of the other things about this um, version that gave me a lot of joy was mm. that generally the mobsters are side characters mm. in the in the comics, yeah. um, and even in the even in the films, I, I believe they they worked in one of the um, not Falcone but one of the Maroni Mar 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 yep. in um, in uh, the dark in the Dark Knight Rises, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, again, sort of a side character. Falcone is in is integral to this story. I mean, he is a main part of this, and Totoro plays him fantastically. He's yes. He's I didn't excellent. know he was in it, but that was right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great casting. Yeah, they don't shove the mob boss piece off to the side. Yeah. And the other part that's really cool about it, since we are doing the spoiling, is there was an arc in I don't know about. 10 or 12 years or so ago where they revealed that Selena Kyle was his illegitimate child. Mm -hmm. And you find that out in the movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so there were all these these little bits of comic fan service. Mm -hmm. You know, there were others, but this one was one of the more pronounced ones yeah. where they tie Selena to Falcone. Right. So um, yeah, I, I loved that because it made the mob portion important. So, Coach, we've got the Dad Geeks on our 100th oh. episode. John Brooks, Neil Tenzik, Chris Diaz. Are we living up to expectations? I think I, we I'm are. I'm sitting back. I, 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 I was hoping it would be a little fight between uh, Brooks and the Diaz. Well, over we haven't there. had that DC, young yet. DC yeah. Marvel East Coast West <laughs> you know, Coast rap thing yet. I keep, I keep waiting for it. I had for this <laughs> love fest. I was, I was hoping Brooks was going to come in and say, "Sorry, you know, Marvel's still better," and not one thing like that. Well, Marvel is well, still he better. He does believe yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still, Marvel is still better because it actually takes place in real towns that we've actually real visited, people. and not yeah, no. you know these. <laughs> I'm manufactured kind of, I'm cities. To, I can't find anything to serve the soup with. I'm, 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 I'm sitting back in this complete awe well, because they're just geniuses. Maybe, maybe we'll wait to what are you, what are you watching next? Uh, Fair enough. Well, maybe we'll do that. As far as these topics go, we're on the same page. I think. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think that's that's the theme here is that 
we went in with low expectations, patent some we weren't sure of, three-hour Batman, another Batman film when, you know, we just saw the uh, Snyder cut of the Justice League the with Ben Affleck not too long ago, and now is another Batman. So mm -hmm. what are we doing here? Right. But I think everyone was pretty impressed that yep. it was a detective show. Right. Pattinson, one half bad, great casting. I do want to talk about the Riddler. Because, mm. my friends, this is not your Frank Gorshin question no. mark outfit no, no, in spandex no. Frank Gorshin. This guy is a psychopath, mm -hmm. serial killer, very, very scary, right. more of a psychological villain than, you yep. know, a vicious, you know, guns and swords kind of guy. So, um, Neil, why don't we start with you on, on the Riddler and the whole makeup of this character? Yep. I mean... Again, the first time I saw him, all I pictured was the gimp from <laughs> <laughs> with that mask on, <laughs> with the glasses. It was brilliant. Mm -hmm. But that, that opening scene with him and, and the mayor, it almost felt like a horror film you're watching. Oh, yeah. You know, it was creepy and it was right. ominous. And, you know, you get the flashes and he's standing there in the background and the guy has no idea he's there. And, and that drags for a little bit. So the suspense just keeps building there. And, and then he, when he, finally ends that scene he ends it brutally and he just kind of carries that throughout but again you know going back to his motivation he's thinks he's doing right in trying to clean up mm. the ta the city and that's why he thinks he has this connection with batman because batman's the vigilante he's out for vengeance and and he's Dealing, the Riddler is dealing with the corruption in the city and knocking out one guy after another. And he doesn't realize that, you know, he's so sick in the head that he doesn't realize that maybe, you know, he's partially right. It's like, like the Thanos idea, you know? Mm, right, he right. has maybe the right intention, but you're going about it completely backwards in the wrong way. And, you know, he's got to be taken down. And finally he is. And... Speaking of taking Dan, when he is, that's the one I, I I would say negative. If I have one with the movie, is that final scene mm -hmm. dragged on for right. wait maybe oh, thirty yeah. minutes too long yeah. than it had to. Yeah, why why is this thing going on? Right. There's another exactly. twenty five minutes. Exactly, right. he's captured. You yeah. got him, and fine. You want to play out his master plan, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. don't play it out that long. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Maybe it could have been pushed to the second yes. film. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, John, what about? about you with uh, regard to the Riddler or you know any, any of the other characters as far as the Riddler goes I love this take on the Riddler dark disturbing leaving clues toying with the police toying with the Batman it reminded me actually of Kevin Spacey in 7 that's it oh, that's the stuff John great that's call the stuff. as far as yeah. thinking he's oh, right the for Jewish athletes right. good work thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> well then you call that two for a take down <laughs> just as far as justifying his actions leaving these clues and the big revealed his master plan at the end yep. it just reminded me of that that whole take, and the and the the bipolarity of him in the cell. Right, he's celebrating. Then Batman's teasing him, and he's getting depressed, and then right. he gets excited again exactly. because the master plan has not been right. carried out. Right. Oh, Alfred's head pick. wasn't in the box at the end. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All, yeah. I would have walked out if, right. if that were the case. Now, Chris, you and I were talking yeah. about the um, the psychopathy, if you'll pardon the phrase, of the Riddler as seen in comics. Right, um, and did did you? 
see a little of what was introduced in the comics in that regard in this film? Yeah, the compulsion, obviously, to leave the clues is something that, you know, they flesh out in the comics as sort of part of his, you know, mental illness, is that he can't do these things unless he leaves the clues. So, Mm -hmm. but let's, I, I think maybe hopefully we can all agree, I mean, his riddles were awful. Right. The riddles were yes. terrible. They were, they were better, very they were better yes. in the '66 TV. Series. Really, yes. they were. They were, yes. they were. They were much too easy to solve. Very basic. And and Batman's the only one in the room who can do it, which speaks to the intelligence and ability of the Gotham PD. They're all standing around with their fingers up their butts, and Batman is like, "Oh, it's just you know, it's yeah. in two seconds, right. right?" So, but I don't think that was really even the point. The point no. was. That here you had this guy who is so immersed in the idea of um, not just not just going about doing the right thing the wrong way, which is exposing the corruption, mm-hmm. but also it's a, there's a measure of vengeance for him because mm-hmm. he was one of the orphan child children mm-hmm. who right. were right. Who, who was impacted by the corruption mm-hmm. in in Gotham. So you've got this guy who is. Um, you know, willing and and let's let's also, if we're throwing back to the comics, it was very rare that the Riddler would kill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and he was more of like the cerebral opponent of Batman, mm-hmm. right? But um, but there was again a, this this small arc sometime mm-hmm. in the '90s where they decided they would just turn the Riddler on his uh, on his head, and he became the obsessed with like the occult, mm-hmm. and and in this like four-story arc, uh, you know, just went on a complete murder spree. Yeah. And so we see shades of that mm-hmm. in, in, in in this Riddler, mm-hmm. which I loved because, you know, you can't just have the guy leaving, leaving clues right. and then running away. Yeah. There has to be some more stakes to it, which is what there was. But for my money, uh, just like Neil said, you could have ended that film right. at the very moment that he and Batman have the conversation of well, you're we're working together. Yep. You're sad. working yeah, with right. me, and no, I'm not. You're mm-hmm. crazy. And and he and he you know breaks down, realizing that it, this was all you know to some degree for nothing because his accomplice really wasn't his accomplice. Yep. You know, instead you've got this whole third act that never sticks the landing yep. about mm-hmm. drowning Gotham, and right. I, I I feel like that was there just for the slam bang appeal. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it it added really nothing to the story. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you could have ended it right where the Riddler, you know, comes to this realization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it, it depresses become... the Riddler a little bit more, so maybe that's motivation for him to come back. Yeah. Coach, I gotta tell it's like listening to the Dalai Lama. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna wash his feet. <laughs> Cleaner than patents. Yes. Well, it is it is almost ten o'clock on a Sunday night, so you know different different stages. And the bourbons weren't up, yeah. yes. yes. Thank you, sir. They have another. Get, can awesome. I throw in one more thing? Of course. Okay, because this was an observation that How I often couldn't... do we get these observations? All right, I could I could was one. I couldn't get away from this one. Catwoman. Yes, she is. Out detectives Batman. Mm. How do right? you feel about that? I, I loved it. I loved it. Because again, he's very he's very young. He's new to this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long she's been doing this she's at this point. She's his, com- right. she's his contemporary. Yeah. But she's better than him at figuring out what was going on. Right? At the core of the story is who's this rat, right? Mm-hmm. Who, where, where does the corruption lie? Mm-hmm. Where did it come from? She figures it out. I mean, we're spoiling, right? So it's Falcone. Yeah, she's right. in the inner she's, circle. She's, yeah. grown, she's, up in she's, grown, yes. she's grown up in it. But the man is 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 the world's greatest detective. 
He is he's, he's a ninja. Maybe not you know? yet. Well, not yeah. yet. I don't he's know. Co- learning, look, right? Cobblepot calls him that in 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 the. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he says right. world's greatest detective. I mean, sarcastically. Right. But she. She figures it all out. She puts the pieces together, and he stands there. And his contribution is, "Don't kill him." You know, it's that, that, that's, <laughs> that's what you get. I know that's my patent. Suit. My God. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't kill him. Is that jawline? No, I'm it. working on that. Yeah, that's why, that's why I can never play Batman. I got the pointy it's jaw. All about the jaw yep. It's I all know, about the jawline. I know. But she, but she, uh, she one ups him. I think she's, mm-hmm. she's the, she's to some degree the hero of this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because she puts all the pieces together, and uh, and I was kind of struck by that. Wow! Yeah. We are talking with the Dad Geeks, Chris Diaz, Neil Tenzer, John Brooks about the Batman. And before we talk a little bit about what you're looking forward to in sci-fi fantasy superhero fair, open forum. Anything else about this movie that you want to share with our listeners that we didn't talk about yet? Anything that struck you? I don't know. Uh... We lay it all out on the table. Covered pretty much. You know I've got more. You know I've got more. Chris can go on. It was worth worth my $16. (laughs) I I just want to stress how great the casting was overall. Yeah. Everybody was casting very well. Parents, take your kids, have them sit in their seat. Just have them sit in their seat. Oh, for real. For real. Public service announcement. Parents, don't raise douches. Yeah. (laughs) Because douches run around the theater screaming and yelling. This is not your living room. We talked about this last week. You can't say it enough. That's one to grow on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The more you know. And and knowing, of course, is half the battle. Did we get all of the 80s public service references? All right. So um, really quickly, recommend The Batman for those who are even mildly interested in this kind of genre, John Brooks. Absolutely. Yes. Go see it. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Neil. Yeah. Again, you know, despite the skepticism of another Batman, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely worth it. All right. Chris Diaz, I have a feeling there's a yes and a but. Yeah, there's always a yes and a but. (laughs) The the bad news about this movie is that The Dark Knight is still the best Batman movie, right? Um, Christian Bale. Yeah, the Christian Bale, uh, Heath Ledger movie is still the best Batman Mm. movie. Um, this this comes close. I mean, it is it is a close second, maybe a third to, in my view, Batman Returns, which is sort of a nostalgic favorite for me. Mm-hmm. But um, but it, it it does the job very well. I believe there's a future for it. I yeah. think uh, that they can they can flesh out the villains. Hopefully, they're not going to stick us with the same villain again that we kind of got the clue towards you, at right. the you end. Right. Right. Yeah, yes. I mean, or, or and, we, right. we can that, say that was one of yeah. the really yeah. good things about the villain. Yeah. The main villain was not right. Joker. It right. was but, another But one. now they're setting it up for potentially it being him, or maybe not, I don't know, right. but Wait, they snuck the him in no, at it's, the it's, end. It's confirmed yeah. it is the Joker. Yes. It yes. is. Joker was he, in the cell next to the river. It was a Joker. It was a Joker, yes. And I loved, I mean, he's one of my... Joker, It was one of my favorite villains. A different Joker, but 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 not yeah. the Joker. It is, yes, the no, Joker. The Joker. Yeah. In that yeah. universe. right? Yes. yes, but not the one that was recently Joker. The movie no, called not Joker. Joaquin. No. 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 no, no, that's no. a good question. As far as it was we not, know. but how no. great was that? It wasn't Jack Nicholson. That's yeah, different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's. I'd have taken any Cesar Romero. Yeah, I'd have taken Calendar Man. I'd have taken King Tut. Give me anyone. Give me anybody. But you know, to redo the, you know, we've seen this dance before. I mean, and there's the way that, the way that they structured this story and the way that they built Gotham. Right. I heard somebody say that they didn't make it realistic the way that um, the Christian Bale movies were, right? Like, to bring Batman into reality, but more so to make 
Batman's reality real, right? And if you're doing that, you've got just so much to choose from. You've got my, I wanted, I told you, I wanted the Court of Owls. I wanted, you know, of yeah, Owls, yeah. maybe, maybe Mr. Freeze, you uh -huh. know, something like that. Um, I, I really hope this was just a one-off kind of, you know, way to catch your attention by throwing the Joker in there in the cell with him at the, or, or the cell next to him at the end, yeah. and that we move on to some other villain for the next movie. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, you said something interesting, and this was maybe the second best Batman film. I would have said that The Dark Knight Rises was, because mm. I love the whole broken bat arc. Mm. The problem is, is that... Um, who played Bane? Tom, uh, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. So if he didn't sound so much like Catherine Hepburn, <laughs> what is going to break first? Darth Vader, Catherine Hepburn. The ice and dial. How are we going to do this? Mom, we're going to have a trial. That's a terrible Catherine Hepburn. But if you see the film, I think you know where I'm going. Coach, want to give you an opportunity. No, no, I have nothing to say. This is uh, really very exciting. Yeah, very you're actually just here, sort of as a spectator, I, I enjoying. I'm just loving. You know, I'm just loving listening to the, like the being true the genius of uh, I didn't grow up with comics I didn't grow up in the same kind of world I sometimes get envious and jealous that well Diaz like, grew up sleeping in comics <laughs> yeah. like his bed sheets but I mean, I, and I, I go to movies Was. and I enjoy them but yeah. to be able to have that insight and the depth of all the things mm -hmm. it's really kind of neat so awesome. for me it's a, it's a it's a professional class a college course and in these great uh, movies you've come to watch and the, with the graphics of getting better and better and it was really I'm glad we did, Adam D. Absolutely, I'm glad we did it as a team, and uh, hopefully this you know episode becomes a time capsule for the Batman yeah. and what the Batman was in theaters. So it sounds like we all would recommend if you haven't seen it yet, listeners, go and check it out. So let's bring it home. Let's talk about the future of streaming or cinematic offerings in sci-fi, fantasy, superhero dumb. What are you looking forward to, Chris? We're going to start with you, Chris Diaz. So. I'm, you know, in keeping in this vein, I'm looking forward to the limited um, Penguin series that's uh, going oh. to be dropping on uh, HBO Max. Really? Yeah. Do we know who's playing the Penguin? Apparently, it's Colin Farrell. So, oh, yes. Okay, so they are yes, doing it. They are. They're carrying story. him over. Nice. Uh, they're gonna, wow. There was, they're, uh, again, throwing it back to the comics. There was a, uh, a limited comic series called Penguin Pride and Prejudice, uh, Pain and Prejudice, that gives you his whole backstory. And I'm hoping that they kind of take. Uh, take their cues from that because it really is. I mean, his story is actually very sad. Mm -hmm. So um, if we get, a, I mean, look, however they do it, give me more Colin Farrell mm -hmm. in unrecognizable makeup, mm -hmm. and I'm there for it. Take my money, <laughs> you know. Uh, but but if they are able to work that story in, then um, all the better. And I believe it it hits within the. I want to say within the next four to five months. So, wow, okay. Yeah. So a lot happening around the early summer period. Yeah. So very cool. Neil, how about you? Neil Tenzer. It's all about the boys. It really I is mean, about the boys. June 3rd, I believe, mm -hmm. so yes. three kicks out. Uh, so I'm a big Supernatural fan. Mm -hmm. I'm ashamed to admit that. Uh, so Jensen Ackles coming in as Soldier mm -hmm. Boy. Um, and again, Kripke is the creator of both mm -hmm. boys and Supernatural. So you have that theme, that element. Uh, it that teaser we saw the other day. It was only a minute, but it but seemed it like more packed, characters were right. being introduced, and there's more developments. Yes, with the, you the see boys, the butcher, right? With, I mean, with the, yeah, yeah with the laser eyes. I'm not going to spoil it because right, it's all right. over the internet. Right. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that is going to be the big one. And other than that, I mean, obviously you have the Obi Wan. Mm -hmm. um, I just hope Disney doesn't screw the pooch on that one. I just why stop now? <laughs> <laughs> 
John, how about you? John Brooks. I will say the end of this month, I think it is, one of my favorite Marvel characters, an unsung Marvel character, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah. Nice. Disney Plus. Jason I want to see their take. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, yeah. Jason Isaac is uh, from Malfoy's dad. Yeah, Harry Thank Potter, you. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, so Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac. I guess you can say Moon Knight is almost Marvel's take on Batman to a certain degree. See, had you stirred this pot earlier? Yes. <laughs> this, would been, this would have been the stuff <laughs> right here. So so really no, been. come on, we're going to really end. This is the poor man's Batman. <laughs> okay, I don't okay. know about poor man's Batman. It, 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 it is, but it's not. It's like a mystical take to it also. I'm very much looking forward to seeing their take and having him come into the Marvel Universe. And also, obviously, The Boys also, June 3rd. I'm looking forward to that as well. But some would also say that Daredevil is a bit of a take on Batman too. Yes. A hero of the night with just a a maybe a little bit more depth with the blindness and the lawyering and the whole... Right. I'm trying. They all try to be the legend. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the OG. Look, I I love Batman. I I know. I have no problem with that. So that's so we're uh, all looking for Moon Knight. Yes, I think we yeah. need to do like a, a, a film festival, a streaming a whole bunch of stuff festival. In the summer of the backyard, yeah. Yeah. big screen. How about you, Coach? Looking for uh, just I'm looking, I'm looking for the boys. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Well, I think that's the one series yeah, that we right. all yeah. love, in spite of how just absolutely bizarre and wrong it is. And I think the more wrong, it's so wrong. The more it's so right. So wrong, it's right. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that's right. And I am curious to see more of this uh, Cumberbatch Doctor Strange character yes, with the multiverse of madness especially now that you're reintroducing the Wanda character from the WandaVision series right. mm-hmm. let's see what kind of role she plays you're pulling and elements from what if yes the, the yes. animated Marvel right. yep I want to know just how mad is this multiverse of madness mm-hmm. and will Captain Picard mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Professor X right we we all know and love Patrick Stewart will he actually appear as he's rumored to be appeared. Right. right. I just don't know. Wow. We're just going to have to wait. We're going to have to find out. But Another 100 episodes, we'll throw the guy back. I think so. Well, maybe it's uh, you know, 25 10, 10 or 12 <laughs> episodes. We'll bring the guy back. Um, perhaps a summer special will bring you back. I think we're going to have to break out the boy, break down the boy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See if it's too much there. Yeah, if it lived up to expectations, I know right. I'm looking forward to that as well. 100th episode, The Dad Geeks, Chris Diaz, Neil Tenzer, John Brooks, this was awesome. Always Thanks for coming Always. back to the Dan Lots of fun. live, talking about the Batman and a whole bunch of other stuff that's out there in the streaming universe. This was outstanding. Again, let's try to do it again in the summer. Sounds great. Absolutely. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. Bad to the Dad would like to recognize another sponsor. The northern New Jersey communities of Morris, Essex, and Union Counties have a lot to offer. Access to parks, recreation, sports, entertainment, let's not forget some of the best school systems in the country, and bus and train lines to New York City. And if you're looking for a home in Morris, Essex, or Union County, one realtor really stands out, and that is the Stan K Group, a Compass Realtor. They know the schools. They know the people. How? Because they live here too. They're raising kids here. And like you, they want the best life for their families. If you happen to be moving from Hoboken, Jersey City, or any of the five boroughs, the Stan K team has an active marketing plan designed just for you, for a quick, hassle-free experience. So whether you're looking at Montville or Montclair, Westfield or West Orange, before you go anywhere, go with Stan K. Contact Agent Idan Karen at his email, idan.karen 
at compass.com. That's Edan spelled I-D-A-N dot Karen, K-E-R-E-N at compass.com. Or call Edan at 516-730-4726. We know Edan. We trust Edan. He's actually one of our neighbors. Call him at 516-730-4726. That's the Stan K Group, a Compass Realtor. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Again, we are sponsored by Berman Branding. We are sponsored by ZRE Law, our newest sponsor. And, of course, we are sponsored by the Stan K Realty Team. And we want to thank all of our sponsors for getting us to this point, the 100th episode, and, of course, you, the listener. Wow, Coach. I am, uh, I'm a little exhausted after. <laughs> they are. In, in a good uh, way. It was a, it's a happy tired. It's a happy tired. It's a culmination. We were supposed to have them over winter break. Yeah. Uh, didn't happen, so we, we got a lot in in a short period of time. I mean, we could probably spend a couple of weeks on this stuff, but uh, certainly yeah. it was, uh, whoo, they love to talk. They love to talk, and they love to talk about what they love to talk about. And if you weren't sure about seeing the Batman before, hopefully you'll want to see it now. And all the good the good goodies that are coming in from Amazon and Disney+, Plus. you got your Doctor Strange and your Umbrella Academy and the boys. The boys are coming <laughs> on June, right? I mean, I saw the the trailer, and my, there's just like so much going there's, on. There's there's the stuff coming from Disney Plus. There's uh, uh what's it called Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. They, got, they got another one coming out. Uh, Marvel has another one coming out. Moonlight, whatever. Uh, just, the Moon Knight. The Moon, Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, almost, you know. Yeah. So, you're on top of it. Yeah, I'm doing my yeah. best to stamp these guys. It's just it's impossible. Yeah. They, yeah. they just know too much. Well, the thing is, these guys have alerts on their phone, and when they get them, they have no problem texting them to us yes. in the middle of the day. When so we're driving, know. when we're presenting, when we're training, it doesn't matter. So what a great way to bring home the 100th, and now we start our next 100th. Uh, next week, we'll have Bobby Epstein from ZRE Law, and I think the great thing about having him on is he's a dad in a very happy marriage, but he is a great counselor for people who would be going through divorce. Well, and it's a tough tough road to navigate coaches, you know. He's a guy I could have used it a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> timing, timing is everything. Timing, timing. Yes, but you uh you seem to be pretty well adjusted. Uh again, listeners, can't thank you enough and and I have to tell you, one thing we didn't talk about in the first segment of our show coach is when you think about most of the seasons of bad to the dad, right? Yeah. Um they occurred during COVID. So really, seasons three through seven, where we are now, occurred during a global pandemic. And we've heard from so many listeners saying, you know, this has really taken the edge off of COVID. It's been We've take, taken the edge off of COVID. We, uh, it's been taking my mind off of things. It's good to just sort of That's nice to go, hear. Go, go into the cyberspace of bad to the dad for 45 minutes to an hour whenever it downloads and just hear how dads are coping with this thing, how dads are keeping things positive, what they're doing with and their kids. And not just dads. There's lots of uh, moms and single moms, people. Yeah. And, uh, uh, there's teachers, educated people in uh, uh, in Singapore, apparently. Yeah, that are getting a, a kick out of this. So that kind of feedback is very important to us. That kind of feedback, of course, is what's keeping us going and will keep us going 
for the next hundred episodes. So if you keep saying we want to hear it, we'll keep making episodes. We, we will. Have, we have to find more dads, but I we'll keep making episodes. Adam, I don't think you have a problem finding more dads. You're no, pretty good on that. No, we'll just keep going into the well. There so you thank you. Happy 100 to you, Coach. Happy 100 to our listeners. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, dads. Have a great weekend. Stay bad to the dads. <laughs>